baby. It's episode three of Spooky Seconds, and it's time to get sci-fi horrific. After a trip to the Gravitron Vomitorium, our monsters get on a rocket ship to Mars! Okay, and you know what? what's out there? A love triangle, and more of the same twink drama from last week. <laughs> It is twink drama, isn't it's it not? It's twink drama. Okay. So we've got an impressive floor show, even if there are some items items from Amazons.com featured on some of the ghouls. Um, and we've got another exciting banishment back to hell! Are you ready for some sci-fi horror? Or like Coco said, let's do some sci-fi or Jerk all those cummy dicks off. M. Oh. M. Mom! When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Sloppy seconds. Oh, Diva. Ooh. Hello, Fuglies. Hello. We are your ghoulash ghouls, and welcome back to Spooky Seconds. Oh, the goulash ghouls got a sassy. Yeah, they had a little fun. We are your... They're a little drunk. Goulash ghouls! Goulash ghouls! That's uh, right. The Boulet right. brothers have launched an all-new season of Dragula Titans. So you got your wish, and we're going to recap it, baby. Let's keep it pumping, fish. It's time to just say Nicki Minaj lyrics in unison. Well, what did we say? We did monster lyrics Oh, when we rapped time. monster? Yeah, kind of iconic. <laughs> kind got of, a lot of messages. Got a lot of messages. I, do, I am reading the comments. It's got some messages that shoes was an iconic lip sync. Really? Everyone was pro shoes. So I will. I guess I was wrong. I didn't like it, but maybe that's my own personal stuff. And you know what? It, it's only because it's not a video episode today that I haven't. I'm not going to share my um, prepared lip sync to shoes yes. the, as we talked about that was going to really show you how dynamic a song for casting spells, uh, that sort of backdrop of the, that underscoring of that song is for a stage performance. I do got to tell you, after that we recorded that, I did listen to that when I was riding my little scooty. For and you imagined. And I was trying to imagine, and it's just... It didn't materialize? It's a reach. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe the spell is, it is actually a lot of reaching out. No, it's like um uh what do you, oh my god, I feel like my brain is so dead. What a way to start a podcast, brain dead. Uh an incantation to summon shoes. And then they're all like flying at you. That's kind no, of so stunned. that's kind of cunt. You get a bunch of sh- uh, shoes on strings and Sho- have the audience release them at you. Yeah. And you do it on a shoestring budget. Did it cha did it cha all right um please please mark your calendars dear sloppy seconds listeners um our 300th episode is coming up there are already i would say it's two-thirds of the tickets are already sold and we haven't even announced our guest i'm just saying it is not a big space small room two-thirds are sold I would encourage you to get your tickets. Please, we want you to come. Uh, We want you to come. (laughs) Tuesday, December 6th at the Virgil in Silver Lake here in Los Angeles. You can get your tickets at sloppy300.eventbrite.com. $25 tickets. We are doing a live podcast recording in celebration of our 300th Sloppy Seconds episode. Iconic, no? Iconic. Uh, If you live in Austin, Texas, or in the Texas area and want to have a little fun little trip, Fat Slut is coming to Austin, Texas on December 9th. We have Candy, Fucking Muse, Kennedy, Davenport, Louisiana Purchase, Low Tyon, and many, many more. So get your tickets at fatslut.eventbrite.com. You know, some of us are tired. Do you think... um... What if Louisiana, like when she got drunk, she had her alter ego and her last name became Purses? And she just like, Louisiana Purses. <laughs> I'm Louisiana Purses. Purses. 
And I go I around the bars, I collect bag. purses, I steal $700 of your hard-earned cash right out of your purses, <laughs> and they call me Louisiana because I give her that bon temps roulette. Oh, that means let the good times roll. In so rain. we hope, all I'm saying is we hope to see you at these lovely events, yes. uh, whether in Tejas or Los Angeles. And when does this come out? This Friday? This Tuesday? This comes out on Friday. So Also, next week is the one-year anniversary of Fat Slut. All right, uh, but this isn't a, just an announcement okay, podcast. Okay, so let's get going. So last week, yeah, it you was wanna... the Revenge of the Witch. But can you do it like in a dramatic kind of way? Also, yeah, go to Fat Slut next week, November 18th in LA. It's the one-year anniversary. You dumb bitch. <laughs> last week was the Revenge of the Witch. Or the nun, depending on who you're thinking about. You know what I mean? It was the witch. Abora came back, and <laughs> despite everyone. And then they all ate a bunch of hot things, and they got really teary-eyed and pukey and mucusy, and it was gross. Erica won the fright feat and cursed Abora with baldness. But it wasn't a very strategic curse, apparently. And I agree with that. Then the monsters had to represent the witch Wait, had to present their witch creations for the floor show with an emphasis on the shoe baby get the shoe baby get the shoe (laughs) and while they lip sync to the classic internet hit song shoes by kelly eva won the challenge and yovska and kendra were in the bottom but no voting this week and the boulets got to choose who was gonna get banished and mama kendra wasn't worried kendra was telling yovska to tuck and roll and get ready to go home you tell the tubby looking like you're in the toilet and roll and roll Yavska got sent to hell. That's it. You didn't know. And then you said right here, did you see the credits that Darren Stein is a co-producer? Yes, I knew that. I, I didn't know that. that. Oh. No, that's cool that Darren Stein is, was, is like always a guest judge and then also a co-producer. Shout I out to you. I think he was like a co-producer from like the very beginning. Mogul, always Diva. Mogul Maven. Been super supportive of the Blue So here we are, episode three. This is science fiction horror, horror. double feature. Double feature. Um, as Coco calls it, sci-fi whore. Sci-fi whore. But then she <laughs> um, said, didn't she? Okay, but, we'll get to it. No, she said, I'm a futuristic sex worker. Sex worker. And I That's was like, exactly, say, exactly what they. she said. Um, okay, so when we start off back in the boudoir, all the monsters don't know who got banished yet. No. So I have a question about, like, when do they film this? Because don't isn't the whole thing is that they all live in a house together? So are they acting, or do you think they keep a separate like apartment for the bottom two people, and whoever stays has to sort of like stay for a little bit, one night away from the cast? So it really is a surprise because it felt like a surprise. I don't know. Uh, also, Kendra lives, maybe got to drive home. Maybe Kendra got to go home. Word. And so even if Yavska went back to the house, it was Ooh, like... They just they don't just know who's coming in. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so um, and Melissa explains to everyone, no, 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 babies, I was not in the bottom. Oh, no, I was safe. Don't get I, it twisted. I stayed out there for some critiques because they wanted to talk to me, but I was not in the bottom. And um, my favorite part was Abora's baby mug. What's she, what's she drinking in there? Like Bourbon? coffee. Bourbon? I don't think, I don't think she's a drinker. Oh. Um, everyone was sucking Abora's dick about the baldness curse. They were like, girl, mama, it, you look better with, with bald. And then when her and Erica get into that fucking, well, you look better with bald. Yeah. I'm when her and Erica get into that fight. It was like I felt bad for Erica. What was even that fight? All they do is trip over each other. It to let me just I, Well the problem is these girls aren't quick enough to fight quick. You know what I mean? Can we just put a blanket no shade on like this entire series of us critiquing this? Oh uh, yeah. I don't like I love all of these girls, but No shade, but that fight felt like they were trying to fight uh, like they've seen on reality TV, but yeah, they don't they, have the oomph to actually do yeah, the fight. They don't have the quick wit enough to like really go at each other. And then Erica was talking herself into circles. 
She was like, so what was it? Good or was it bad? Because you're saying that you didn't like it and then it was a bad idea, but you're thankful that I did it. So what is it? And I was like, all of those things. Yeah, it just like... Anyways, Abora is saying, um, I would... Erica, the whole fight came about because Erica said... I had to fight for my life in order to win that fright feat so I could give that baldness child, baldness curse to you, Abora, because you were definitely going to give it to me. And Abora's like, no, I don't see you as a threat. I wasn't going to give it to you. And she's like, well, I did it because you were antagonizing me and I wanted to show you a lesson, but I'm not petty. And I was like, I got to look up what the definition of petty is. Girl. And then Coco just like flips the whole mood. <laughs> but she goes, it's Ovska for Miss Yavska. I lost my mind. Miss Coco keeps it pumping with the jokes. She's like, She's let's quick. move on. I wouldn't want to fight with her. She was like, let's move on. I can uh, smell my sis, like Kendra's cologne out in the hallway. I know she's ready to come <laughs> back into the room. Like, let's go. Um, Kendra comes in wearing Yavska's witch hat. Guys. Iconic. Um... um and that's Kendra, about it. Yeah, that's it. Well, I want to talk about the two-face scenario because this becomes like a theme throughout. Do you know what I I'm don't about? think that it's two-faced. So basically, Kendra says that Astrid and Eva are being two-faced depending on who they're talking to because Eva will be continually like, I'm tired of talking about the threesome drama. I'm tired of talking about the drama. And then get up and walk over and go check on Arbora and be like, so what's going on with the drama? Yes. Yeah, so it, it, it's this interesting thing where it's like, um, it's like, can you be friends with multiple people? Yes. Can you see things from multiple angles? And can you root for everyone who's on your team or on, like on your cast, but also like still have a favorite? Is that considered two-faced? Do you have to say every single thing that you're thinking and feeling to everyone in the room in order to be an authentic person? Because I see a lot of myself in Eva Destruction's behavior this episode, and they spend the whole time calling her two-faced. And I'm like, uh-oh. I think that... They're calling her two-faced in the way that uh, – I think that they're looking at the competition in a very different way, which is non-emotionally. They're thinking about it like, I want to compete. I'm right. here to fight. I don't want to do this drama. Where Eva is looking at it like, I don't want to do the drama either. I just feel bad for my friend. So it's like she's not inserting herself in the three-way drama. She's just helping Abora. Right. Right, right, right. So I don't think she's being two-faced. Do you feel as though she's being two-faced? I got to tell you, I got, I got very vulnerable because, like, the moment Eva was going back and forth between people, I was like, see, that's exactly what I would do. I would be over in the corner giggling about how stupid they are for bringing their emotional three-way love triangle into here. But I would also be friends with them and talk to them about how they were feeling. And then they're immediately like, see, that's that two-faced behavior. And I was like, is it me? Am I? No, I just don't think that Kendra and Coco have any interest, and Melissa have any interest in inserting themselves in that. They're just I like, agree. that's messy. I got to get out of here. And they do get out of there. Because it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel two-faced like, a, like, it doesn't feel two-faced like Eva is going over there and saying, um, Abora, you really got to clear the air. You really got to talk to everyone. It's got to be a big focus, this love triangle. It's not like she's like egging them on and then complaining about it. She's being empathetic and complaining. It's exactly what you yeah. said, but I I got nervous. That was a mirror reflecting onto me. Well, watch your back, I guess. I don't think that's two-faced. Maybe I'm two-faced. This is what I mean. Are uh, we two-faced? Are we two-faced? All right, let's take a break. I don't even want to. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it? Maybe bed. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. 
Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this, like make a change in how you think. I think we all think like, that's just how my brain works or like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. You, those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. Okay, so we are back. back. And this episode, okay, so we go upstairs, we get the challenge. Um, the challenge this week is the 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 monsters have to they're shifting into hyperdrive and blasting off into deep space for the science fiction horror challenge, uh, where they basically what'd you say? Not you working your neck like that. I was I was trying to read. You know sometimes you got to go back and forth in order to read all the words on the page. Yeah. Uh, and they have to model their looks on the main stage for this week's floor show. It's a singular look challenge. So this episode actually has just like so much talking and cast drama in it. Wouldn't you, you know, say? You know, but I got to say this has been my favorite episode of the season. Like, really? I don't know what it is about this one. Like if we were to, of course, I'm going to say take out a little bit of the threesome drama. I keep calling it that. They've never had a threesome. But if they did, I'd. Right. It's called a love triangle. Love triangle. Uh, if they took out a bunch of that, I think that this maybe would have been a perfect episode. Well, I feel, um, you feel opposite. I feel that about like the whole season, except it's clear. Um, well, that's why they're. That's why the three of them are there. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. clear that they're pushing that because it becomes like this big storyline. Even so much as when it's like drama and Abora turns her head. When Abora, um, oh, I tweeted that Abora literally walks to the back of the room and starts looking out a fake window. That's how bad she doesn't want to be on camera having that conversation. And then they're all talking about her like she's not standing in the corner of the room. Well, that's the thing. It's like they want this drama so much. They're like, we'll just have the back of your head and Eva's front. And we'll still And that's fine. It. And then we'll have Eva hug you and get those forearms in there. Those fucking furry little arms. Okay. So the fright feat this week is the Graviton Vomit. Vomit. Sorry. Give it to me one more time, Diva. You give the it to Graviton yourself. Graviton Vomitorium Training Simulation. You have to endure the simulation for three minutes without getting sick. They didn't put spacesuits on, did they? They were like, get your spacesuits. And then they were just like in their clothes. Eh, whatever. Now, I, I want to. Um, give it up for Ken. Well, let's give it up for Ken one more time. So and you know what? Here's the problem: when they put on those alien, I wasn't into it until they put on the alien mask, and then I was like, "Well, fuck me with the mask on." <laughs> now, fuck me with the rake, mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because Ken and Israel put on their alien masks. Now, I want to get like I want to get into this. Get into it. You know me; I love production. It seems like I'm gonna cast some um some rumors and aspersions. Aspersions is the wrong word, but well, that's what Willem says. It's what I they're in my fucking ear all day long, so I just like repeat whatever they say. Um, uh, <laughs> I the th this is inspired. yes, this is that's what it is. That's the deltas. I'm a secret of aspires. I'm gonna. I have a feeling that because the this gravitron thing is off site somewhere. At the haunted house. Like, it's in the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I feel like they went and did this on a different day. Oh, yeah. And they had them get into their workroom outfit again in order to do so. I mean, yes. And I actually don't think that we see every single person in the Gravitron. I don't I remember seeing Victoria in there. I do. Oh. I think it's clever editing. 
because they all just come in and pretend to be dizzy. And we don't see, like, they were like, everyone has to make it through three minutes or else you yeah. cannot compete in the challenge. Timer. I don't There's see... no timer. There's no scoring. Like, they should have no, been like, like multi cam of all of them being spun at the same time. And it's like, you should have done it just like the hot food challenge. Whoever actually lasted longer should have gotten an advantage of like extra lasers or a yeah. tech rehearsal. That's the thing or like I'm saying. It's like something. There's, sometimes there's no stakes. Well, they set it up. Look, remember episode one? They were like, baby, if you don't compete that fright feat, you're getting the boot. Yeah. someone else is coming back to take your place if you don't do it and also your happen. your peers are gonna vote you out and then they pulled the carpet on all of that on these next two episodes now i'm a fan of everything that's been going on i just saw this as a big blind spot of like oh y'all you really you really just moved to, they they should have just not done a fright feed this week or done something fun in-house again Right, exactly. But yeah, like I do think that the fright feet fright feet is necessary. Otherwise, the episode becomes con- consistently just them talking in that room. I agree, but yeah. I just felt like it wasn't that, yeah, notable or not notable. Well, they get right. in that locker and they spin, 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 honey. They're <laughs> twirling and swirling, and you know who, who's the biggest twirler and swirler out there. The Erica Clash. Oh my God! I, <laughs> you know, Miss Erica Clash. She will Urca take you. Clerk. She'll meet you she at the club. Know. She'll twirl you. She'll swirl you. Twirl you. And she might even burl you. No, she did tweet something saying that maybe she had to spin in it more than once to get better shots or something. What kind of Twitter are you on? All I see is gaping butt. I follow holes. all the girl. I follow the dolls. Oh, maybe I should follow the dolls. I do too, but then now they're all starting to subtweet each other, and I'm like, at this point, I don't even care. What did they subtweet? I don't even. uh, That's the thing. I don't even know what it's about. No, I'm I'm starting to look at the thing again because I'm like, okay, where are we at the? Oh God. Okay, so then they all come in. And they're kind of dizzy, and we think, like, great, they're going to start talking about the challenge. And then Melissa goes, no. I'm so dizzy. The dizzy (laughs) acting. Why not just be like, man, I almost threw up. Or, like, actually record them out in front of that place, wherever it is, in Pasadena or whatever. Yeah, as they're getting loaded into the sprinter van. They go, go, for next week's Fright Feet, we'll do axe throwing. And they just go to that place where we went where they wouldn't let us drink and throw axes. They should do axe throwing. I just think... um, it's funny because they come back in. What? Okay, go ahead. No, you go, you go, you go. You go. I'm trying to move on, but you want to Go, move on, this. move on! They come back in, and Melissa goes immediately like, no, no, I want to talk about the note from two weeks ago. I want to talk about the Yavska note. And we get sucked back into the fucking love triangle. Yeah, I hated it. All this right. is the part that I was like, can't cut it. Yeah, cut it. Okay, blah, blah, blah. We already talked about this. Abora... Astrid is basically saying to Abora, like, it's not my fault that Hoso shows me affection. Hoso is the villain, but she's so, like, cute and lovable and, and doesn't <laughs> even say anything that she is the Tasmanian devil. She is wreaking havoc on the entire workroom, on everyone's feelings and emotions, but she's just, like, there being good at her art and every once in a while showing one or two of them some affection. Like and they're all like, on it. I feel like she's in on it. Like, they were like, just fuck around. Just have fun, Hoso. Um, and then Eva, in her um, confessional, she's all of us at home. She's like, we don't want to hear it anymore. But then she goes and stirs the pot more. So then the divas make their way to the cauldron, and this is what I really want to get talking about. The now, Sharon Needles we Blood Orange about, Blood Orange serve vodka was not available. But as you can see, when Kendra and Melissa make their way in there to talk about something that's actually truly heartbreaking, yeah. before they can get to it, Kendra's drinking the Blood Orange straight from the bottle. And then what does she do when she sets it down? She turns the label. Turns so the label. Can't, can't now, see. here's some something I got on my little Twitter when I tweeted that this that she was there. Is that Hoso tweeted back, yeah, it made everyone in the room nervous. Like, no one wanted to be shot with it. So they were there. They were just like kind of, oopsies. They just like kept moving the Blood Orange around. I mean, to be quite frank, I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have even sipped out of it. That was kind of a a badass move on Kendra's part. 
Well, I think she literally did it in order to manipulate it so that the label was not facing in the shot. I think that's why she picked up the bottle to, like, drink from it. No, here's my think- thinking process is that they don't want the girls drinking out of the back bottles so that they give them the share and one to drink off camera. Like, they want to keep those ones up there full on the counter because it's the same three. Right, right. Or six. Anyway. Melissa shares that her husband left her up out of the blue, which is so insane to me. I had no idea. And it was literally right before she was getting ready, a week before she was getting ready to leave for Dragula Titans. That is so crazy. Just up and left her and told her, I don't care about you. I don't love you. I'm gone. I I would not have been able to go and compete. I can tell you that much. It is like a little bit like, oh... Um, you know, like it, it, it's a little like I'm. Uh, what's the word? Like I can dissociate from this whole scenario and just focus on Dragula, but it's so hard because you can see the moment they ask her about it, it just like bubbles up. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, I feel I like bad. Have, I, I want Melissa for- on the pod. Let's get her. She lives here. Oops, sorry, I burped. It just Melissa, feels weird. This is, again, I'm going to bring up, like, we haven't really heard anything about Kendra's personal life. At all. Or relationships at all. We haven't heard nary a word out of Victoria. You know what I mean? Like, we we don't know what's going on at Coco's house. Like, I don't know anything about these people's personal lives. And even and yet, Eva. I'm deep inside of what's going on in Abora and uh, Astrid and everyone's relationships. Like, I just, it's weird. Kendra wants Melissa and Coco to be in the top this week. And? And always. I agree. They're a fun trio. Uh, No, I keep them around for the entertainment. They're very good. Now, Kendra, I want to say something. Uh, I didn't really watch season two, but, like, is it? Like, you would agree that she's sort of pulling a stunt by, like, just wearing scoochy dresses and like party girl things on titans like she knows what she's doing right yeah like she looks over and she sees like oh victoria's doing a full like prosthetic application and like i'm drinking blood out of like like like, arms longer than her entire body yeah yeah i don't know i don't I, i mean that's kendra's drag like Kendra right. was never like a super Kendra has done prosthetics but like she's never been an over-the-top type of gal yeah I just I'm just like I, I'm always curious because you know if she sees the judges are like oh Victoria and Hoso and like these like big applications then she could probably see the writing on the wall you think do you not? I do. I agree. Okay, scared. what do you think of the tinfoil moment? I hated it. Whoever whatever producer is in charge of these like do 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 moments or like everyone do your best witch laugh. I don't want it. Fired. It seems like uh it seems like also this week they asked everyone to make like robot sounds. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point, someone did it, and then they like flashed to Coco rolling her eyes at them. And I was like, wait, you guys really made it seem like, but we're all Team Coco, so it doesn't matter. Absolutely. And it was Astrid (laughs) who went all out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then then Coco was like, I roll. I don't know. I mean, sure. Tinfoil hat, give it to me. Let's take a break. And then didn't they have a competition about who's best? Yeah. Melissa won with her tinky wink. I'm out of here. <laughs> okay, we are back, and finally, everyone is over all of the personal bullshit from Absolutely. the day before. They're focused, they're coming in, they're doing their space horror, their sci fi horror looks. And, space um, junkie whore. And then what happens? Miss Abora is like, no one seems to notice that I'm upset. <laughs> what the hell? 
Wait, you skipped the floor show. What are you talking about? Wait. The next day, as they're getting ready for the floor show. Hello? What I don't talking? remember this at all. I've watched I watched this episode twice. I don't remember this. What do you mean? When you watch the episode, do you also have your phone in your hand and scroll on TikTok? Yes, that's, but but not TikTok, Twitter. But that's why I watched them twice. But I watched the them next, twice. This is what happens. The next day, everyone goes like, all right, girlies, let's leave it all in the past. We're going to get our get our work done. And they sit there. And Abor is like painting. And she's like, everyone is like fine with everything that went on. But no, to it, no one is noticing that like I'm really in my feelings about this. And... Um, Astrid is like, Abora, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, it's just something I have to deal with personally. Oh, yes. Yes. So this all happens before the floor show. And then this is the exact moment where Melissa's like, I really don't like that Eva's two-faced. And Eva leans back to Melissa and goes, girl, that three-way drama is running me ragged. And then oh, gets yeah. up and walks over to Abora and goes, Abora, how are you doing, girl, with all that three-way drama? <laughs> But and I don't think that that's okay. Again, this is, is where that I saw two-faced? myself. I again, we're back to it. I do not feel that that is two faced. I feel like she's taking care of her friend. Okay, and her friend the, I mean, so happens to be in a three way drama. I'm Team Eva. I love this idea of playing on all sides. I have been known to play on all sides, and my thing is, I personally Never bottomed in my life. I mean, I have. You know, I have bottomed. In my youth. Back when it was young. Do you know that the first time that I ever bottomed, I did not clean out and it was just pristine? I mean, I don't know that it was pristine. Was it I don't lubricated. I don't know that I would have. No, 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 no. no. Creamer? There, there was lube. There was lube uh, involved. Creamy. I don't know that I would have gone <laughs> ass to mouth, but there was like no preparedness and we had sex. And his dick was inside me, and I was like, oh, okay, work. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, the first time I talked, we used Jergens hand lotion. Do you remember early on in the podcast days when I told the story about how I topped that guy with Lando Lakes butter? Butter and all. <laughs> that butter steak if you haven't seen that you have to go butter and oil how do you say that oil butter and oil butter and oil wait earl butter and oil no earl earl butter and earl all right well why are we talking about bottoming i don't know oh two-faced oh yeah i don't the boule brothers Ooh, ooh. bow bow they're in silver space stage pop girly looks. The necklaces are from Amazon now. Wait, what? The necklaces oh. are from Amazon? Yeah. I thought that was all custom stuff on their face and their neck. So their I outfits are 100% bespoke. I think the headgear is on uh, custom. Yeah. But I saw a TikTok, and I either should have sent it to you or saved it, but I think I just scrolled on past it. But uh, please do, everybody, dial in with the receipts. Um, I saw a TikTok of a guy, you know, zooming in on the screen where the big boule is like, you shouldn't be wearing stuff from Amazon. Everything needs to be custom, blah, blah, blah. 
And then he flips the screen and he's wearing the exact same necklace. And then he shows the necklace on Amazon. Now, I'm all for it. 100% for it, girl. I've got a cart full of stuff. I'm not for Daddy Bezos not paying taxes and all the bullshit with Amazon. I, here's my thing. I don't care about the necklace. Like, I don't care about their jewelry not being custom. Like, that doesn't bother me. Oh, okay. Well, then... No need for us to talk about it. Right? Or what? Is that bad that they, like... It was just funny that in the, the on the episode, what, what probably seems like the, gonna be the episode where the thing hammered home is like, this is about bespoke custom pieces and artistry mm-hmm. and like blah, 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 that she, like, she was in a look that wasn't really about the hair. It was not really even about the look. It was just like basic silver shimmery. It was about like the face and neck jewelry. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the half of it, which is the next thing, was the Amazon thing. And again, who am I to talk? As we've learned from the voicemails on our show, I'm no one to talk. And I should have no opinion about these things. But I just found it comical and with, with such quick receipts found on the internet. The only thing I have to say about the Boulay's outfit, because I thought they were pretty great once, but like waist down. I loved down, the it, wig. I loved the wig. Waist down, it looked like it like was unfinished. I agree. It felt like it. there should have been something else. Pants? Yeah. And the, little like little cowboy boots? Had it or something. Tell us about the special the guests are David Desmalchon. David, they, I swear to God, it was ADR when the little one said it. Because they cut away from her face. And I cannot. We got to be able to pronounce it correct. Das you Mulch. said it. Just say his name. Das Malchin. Yeah, Das Malchin. And Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. Or was it Alinda? We'll never it, know. It was Alaska. Oh, was and Alaska. I will say, you she know, she is um, currently on stage in Toronto, which is why she's not here to give us... The BTS. Yeah, that's okay. So then the floor show begins, and we start with the beautiful silhouette of Astrid. And they are an eyeball covered space lizard with lasers. Okay, I found it. She says that she's very biological. You all should not be wearing store-bought pieces like that, in my opinion. Thank you. I think the performance was fantastic. I think the look was once every week. Absolutely. Oh, oh, no. There you go. I mean, they got they got your girl. They got you, gal. That could have really been a, I don't want to see no fucking H&M on my stage moment, but she was just, like, so calm about it. I Listen, I was into all of the critiques this week. We'll get into it. I was into I all the critiques this yeah. week. I just thought that was, like, a funny sort of moment. That is funny. Because even, she could have said, like, even, like, um... Everything needs to be high level and feel custom. We can't. That's what tell. I was. That's my note for later for one of them. But it's right, like we'll I it. don't care if you, if it's store bought. Maybe I'll just say it now. I don't yeah. care. I agree. I don't care if it's store bought. But you have to use it as a base. It cannot be the entire outfit. It's got to be like, oh, I needed a fitted bodysuit, and now I'm gonna rhinestone the fuck out of it, or like like Melissa's, or like something like that. I'm gonna sew. Like in the case of Erica Clash. I think had she had, because clearly she made that bodysuit. Had she bought a pre-made bodysuit that fit her body better and then uh-huh. glued all those things onto that, it may have been more successful. And it probably would have saved you time and you could have gotten more little scales on it. And I could also saved. say that I bet if Eva Destruction's pre-made bodysuit looked different... Because they were also like added LED lights, done something to make it more robotic or elevate it from where it was. They said then they wouldn't have been able to see it. Aesthetically, the f- armor on top of it looked different than the bodysuit. Yeah, That's I also awesome. kind of agreed that the armor should have been more of like a mirrored steel. Okay, so Coco comes out looking like a space sex worker with a huge glowing flesh jack on her arm. Didn't you think that was a big flesh jack? Oh, absolutely. And she, would just and she said it was inspired by flesh jack. Reach out and jerk all the cummies out of any, all of her enemies? That's what she does. That's how she gets the cum, and then she goes back to her lady planet and inseminates the ladies with the stolen cum. 
Oh, it's not just a buffet? Remember when she sat on it and rode it? Yeah. She fucking slayed. Good for her. Um, Okay, Erica Clash. She got dragon hands. She's kind of like a wing and a scale suit. She was both the dragon and she was a three-headed dragon. It was like kind of both. Yeah, I think she was a three-headed dragon and then they got... Their heads got chopped off. But and then there were talons underneath. Yeah, she grew arms. You like better tell you better growing their tail. You better tell that story. Um, Abora came out and she kind of looked like a little bit like a bird in a sack with some chains, and then like maybe a kind of like a bear trap on her head. She said she was okay. So do you remember the original uh, images of the angels? She said she was going for the look of the original angels. Remember, it's like a bunch of rings covered in eyes. And then the angels had like six wings, two on their arms, two on their legs, two on their back. Like, it's like a whole thing. She said that's what she was going for. But that's, yeah, look at. Original angels? Like, biblical? I I mean, they like biblical. Yeah, the biblical representation of an angel. It's like a ring covered in eyes. Yeah, so she, okay, you see the wings covered in eyes and the rings? That's what she was going for. Unfortunately, Who made this, this was... the devil? What? This does not look of God. What this that, is look, not Christian! Like biblical angels, exactly. It's not of God. It's, it's, it's space aliens. Oh, right, Lucifer is an angel. What if she had looked like that's what that. an, that's how the angels are described in the Bible? No, no, no. The only angels I want to see are in America, ladies Tony with their titties out, Kushner. winning Tonys. Oh wait, what? Yeah, Tony, we're talking like about Tony Kushner. With, yeah, we're, you're talking about angels in America. Angels in America. I'm talking about a three-hour perestroika, two-part, eight-hour lunch break play on Broadway at the Public Theater, Gays and AIDS. Give me them. Now eight. tell me, tell me that isn't Abora, right now. There, that right is Abora. <laughs> if you look up the Angels in America Broadway reshaped in 2018 on Vox.com, on Vox.com, Vox. that's Abora. All right, let's get off this internet. But no, we're just looking. Well, so that's what Abora was doing. But again, she, that's her. angels, not not aliens, unfortunately. And she keeps yeah, saying girl. throughout the episode, like, she, by constantly trying to do something different, she just shoots herself in the foot. True. Or in one of the many eyes on her ring of angelic wings or whatever. Okay, Kendra. Now, what is she? Mother bitch? She was kind of like a space age party girl, and she's wearing that beehive that the boulets are, are wearing in Did their video Did she feel message. that from their trailer? I bet. She walked over there. Knock, 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 knock. But also how crazy. I mean, the more the more that drag happens and the more that accessible like craftsmanship is, it would make sense that the hosts and the and a cast member um got wigs made by the same people. I don't think that that's what happened. The boulets oh. are like Marco's wigs. Like is that the like guy who really does like lady bunnies and wig? does like all this crazy Yeah, they're very expensive. Um I'm just glad they stopped working going to Hollywood wigs. They used to defend that place for their hollow, shitty wigs all the time. What about Kendra laid an egg at the end? Yeah, she said that the goal was that she was going to... St- was she painted purple? I can't even remember. Was she, she a color? She, like, not her whole body. She wasn't, like, an alien color, but she definitely had, like, splashes of color on her. And then she was, like, drinking whatever was in her, like, latte... Yeah, she was, that was drinking, and it was like bloody, like goo, like tar, almost like, and that was dripping down her face as well. She originally was going to take the eggs and shove them in, but she said that that wasn't TV friendly. But I would have loved to have seen that. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I, but again, how I was didn't that really get alien. I didn't get alien from this, unfortunately. It was funny. Oh yeah, I liked it was the great. Character. And she said. She's in the future in space. So that's the sci-fi. And then the horror is she's run out of money and she's calling her family to like top up her credit cards or something. Isn't that horrible? That was right. She better. And again, just that line alone. I was like, she should be safe. Right. That was funny. I want more Kendra on my TV. 
I agree. Okay, so Hoso is sort of like this. I felt like was an homage to her like three headed look from her. Yes. So, but if you looked at it closely, what it was was like she had like a mask that was split in half, so it looked like a right, a left, and a center head. And then there was also something down here. So she was like a multi-masked, almost multi-head. It felt like teenagery to me for some reason yeah, in a very she was anime way. Around, like really cute. She yeah. almost had like a little schoolgirl skirt the, on. Yeah, the plaid little skirt. And then she and was then like the ruffle down the side of her leg. Also, was like very girlish. So it was like goth punk rock, but then also had like little elements of like a futuristic Mad Max. But this was a hundred percent sci-fi and horror she had a weapon she was hunting now i what now the horrifying part was i was afraid she was gonna hurt herself with that sword the way she was swinging it around not sword sword butter and earl in a sword murder then eva comes out as a cleaning as the killer robot cleaning lady uh with a glowing mouth and she was really featuring that mouth and she she was featuring that that. sex doll mouth out open and her performance, I mean, her physicality was incredible. Yeah. She was giving them Soul Train Robot down. Yeah. Soul Train Robot. The mop, an homage to Bitch Pudding. The mop, and to herself the week before, apparently, with the broom. <laughs> and they even, later in the judges, they talked about the her eyes. She had yeah. her eyes shake. She and could like, twitch her eyes. I mean, she is just so multi-talented, it's crazy. She can do I gotta tell you, they showed her floor show like kind of in black and white. And so when I watched that, I was like, she's going to win. Like, to me, like a futuristic robot alien that cleans. Like, I was like, oh, this is, um, uh, what's the lady on the Jetsons? Not Judy. I'm I'm the owner of this house. No, what is her name? Judy owns the house. What's her name? Barbara? Rosie. Rosie. It felt like like a sexy, futuristic Rosie. Yeah. That's what I was getting. But then they dragged her to filth. And so I guess she wasn't going to win. Which I didn't understand because it's like, I get it. Yeah, it's store-bought. But like having the little pieces of plastic on the face, the makeup. Also, we didn't even talk about the contestants make your way to the stage make your way to the stage which I if we're going to get into production I feel like that was shot I feel like the stage show was shot on a different day I thought that that was them pretending to get into makeup because none of them are wearing the same makeup that they were wearing on the main stage and Victoria had so much to do so it's much like on yeah and at the end of it when they were like all right everybody it's time to go she just had those mouthpieces in her mouth but like nothing really going on on her face. Yeah. And what Coco had was drawing all that detailed stuff on her face, it wasn't on her face for the actual floor show. Maybe they were like, we have to wrap the camera crew for lunch because they need so much time to get ready. Oh, so just so let's it. just do it super early and then get ready. That makes sense. Now, do tell me about Victoria Elizabeth Blacks. 10 out of 10. She can do no wrong. For I again forgot she was in the episode until this moment when they put her name on the screen. Um that was crazy. Having the fake arm, and I too was confused about if she was actually inside of it, yeah, or if which, that was her head on top of which. it, and yeah. how she was leaning like that. Like she is a she's insane. Yeah. Incredible, right? That was incredible. And and yeah, it was so good. It was like she was not only she was like she was being eaten by and also turning into yes she was being consumed and like split open and like she had a flailing arm and her physicality I mean it was really it was beyond now imagine she had to lip sync to shoes in that what would you do you know what I mean uh, that's a flop exactly. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll learn about the judges' critiques. And we're back. The Boulets love the floor show. Said it was the best of the season, and I agree. There were no weak links. Well, there was a weak link. They said that they loved Astrid and Melissa. 
They were happy to see Erica change her look, but they thought the craftsmanship was off. Do we all agree? did. Uh, they think Eva was strong last week, but fell short this week, and they didn't like the costume because it was mail order. Right, which is like, we get it. They were nailing that point home. Um, And, you know, then again, like, they're sucking Abora's dick, too. Like, they have this conversation where it's like, mean. everything she does is beautiful, and it's great. Listen, maybe everything she does is beautiful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe she can't But if it's wrong... wrong. It doesn't mean that she's like she can be an amazing artist, but not belong in the in the competition. She keeps missing the mark on the competition. She's clearly really, really affected by the other girls in the workroom. Or this is awesome, like Andy Kaufman esque, beautiful manipulation of the entire production. Because guess who everyone is fucking talking about? Abora. Guess who the rules get bent for? Abora. Abora. Guess who's not fucking Hoso? Abora. You see Abora what I did there? and Astrid. Well, I play, maybe Astrid. I played on her own uh, emotional state. Okay. Yeah, so anyways, they... You they, got it's, her good. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I came here to do is fuck up my it's friends. Get, right here on Get the out, Abora. But, you know, it's like... They, I, I, as I was watching this, I was like, girl, they're in the same boat as all these other motherfuckers. They're sitting here going like, well, she's just so amazing. How many chances do we give her? I'm like, you wouldn't do this for anyone else. Other well, people, you just be like, there are no more chances. They said. Except they gave her another chance this week. Yeah, Spoiler. but they said that's Spoiler. the last chance. <laughs> Wait, uh-huh. what? Okay. <laughs> they thought Kendra's look was too pedestrian. Yeah, we are. I gotta say, yeah, nothing about it screamed alien. Like, nothing about it, if it was just on a mannequin, would I go, oh, yeah, that's for aliens. You know what I mean? <laughs> that right there, that's for aliens. No, it looks like a Candy Muse promo look. Safe are Melissa B. Fierce and Erica. Erica is plucked, but the boulets tell her that she should be very proud of herself. And I Didn't agree. she look bad? Time... Well, she had a prosthetic on. Well, they cut to her eyes and she was like, Ugh. I think that she, she's bumping up against the thing that a lot of people bump up against, which is just because you're trying your hardest. Because I, I bump up against this too. Just because you worked really hard on something doesn't mean that someone else's thing is, isn't better. You you're know what about, I mean? It's like, you're talking about you, the pageant? No, I'm just talking about life. <laughs> Sometimes you work very hard on something and you just don't win. Girl, and that's, let's that's be honest life. and vulnerable. My music career. What are you talking about? I think my music videos are incredible. Are Thorgy with a, a T and an orgy. I feel incredible. I think my music videos are so good. And then compared to other people's garbage on the internet, they get like no plays. Don't talk about Ice Spice like that. I, I'm not talking about Ice Spice. Are you kidding me? He a munch. You can get a munch. Get a much? Uh, Coco, they all love her. She's gorgeous and she slayed the performance. And to hear that she made that little gun thing in like three hours out that's of incredible. just what was laying around. Like that's drag, honey. That's iconic. Honey, that's And she VR. makes all of her own wigs and looks. Like she's top to And bottom. she flies on the plane in drag? Girl, I gotta talk to you. We're not doing that. Because the more you little bitches. Explain. That- Explain this to everyone who doesn't know. Oh, um, Coco, when she came for the premiere, she flew in drag, like landed and went straight to the premiere, but then didn't bring any clothes with her to L.A. So she had to fly back with just the outfit on, but like no makeup on. But I wonder, was she wearing, do you think she was wearing the breastplate when she flew back or did she get a bag? We got to ask her. But anyway, what I'm talking about is the land insiders of the world. You were like, oh, my flight was delayed. I'm going to start doing my makeup in the Delta Lounge. You're making us all look bad. Because I'm not doing that, Landon. I'm not putting my makeup on in a fucking Delta Lounge and then flying somewhere. I'm not doing it. You're like, you're like, if your flight is delayed, you're texting the promoter. You're like, either I'm not coming or I'm doing the show at 2 a.m. in the parking lot after the bars close because that's when I'll be ready. Or if you can do a brunch gig, you'll extend my I'll hotel and my flight. Day. I'll stay the next day. Or so I'll still show up and I'll, I'll throw a mug on in the car ride to the event. No, you but won't. I'm not doing it in an airport. I've done that before. 
Well, really? I st- started gluing my brows down before I got to the hotel. The other, the other thing that only I think you and I knew about, but it wasn't as public as the Landon and the Delta Lounge, was when we were all on the same flight to San Francisco, Landon's flight was so delayed, and then he sat in traffic on the way to the gig that oh, he yeah. had to paint. Um, he didn't even go to a hotel. He painted from the airport on the way to the gig, and the traffic was like 90 minutes and painted completely there, and then just changed at the Pride stage and did the performance. Gotta stop making us look bad. See, Landon? Bitch. Uh, Abora. Alaska says Abora's story was really clear, but the other judges thought it was confusing. Are you calling Alaska a liar? Yes. Okay. I can guarantee you. They missed the mark, but the ideas are fantastic. To me, I can guarantee you that Alaska said, you know what? I will give nothing but positive feedback. I don't care. Absolutely. She said, I don't that's care. A lot, yeah, I knew, I've seen Alaska judge learn the words, bitch, and that's what she does. She's like, she's like what is, thing. what kind of conditioner to use? Your shampoo, your hair looks yeah, amazing. And I, I implore you all to go watch back Alaska's critiques, because they're all very positive, but they're very specific, because she's finding right. the thing that she likes. And then you're like, cool, thank you for being here. Um, Hoso, the judges love it. Alaska says, I don't know how you did this. How did she do it? Hoso really is that thing where she always kind of looks like a blob, but then when you look closer, it's all so specific, so detailed. All it's all in the right place. Like it's layered. Whereas like some people would be like, I have one idea. Hoso is always like 12 ideas on top of one another that are perfectly woven into this like well-executed thing. Yeah. And it's like you're saying, every time you're looking at it, you're seeing something different. Work, like you can't 100%. take it all in at once. You got to like get it from different angles. Um, Victoria Elizabeth Black. Everyone's gagged. I mean, 10 out of 10. Mama, hand it over. Crown it. I will say, when they give Eva, they finally say this critique to Eva's face. She goes, heard. She doesn't pop. She doesn't go, well, I was trying to. She goes, thank you, heard. She's I learned. She's learned that she's not not to talk. Do not give any kind of excuses. My favorite of the critiques was, of course, Alaska saying to Astrid, I didn't like this. I love it! I loved it! Which is such, I mean... When she looked straight at the camera and said, I always wanted to do that. Yeah. What an Alinda move. It's... It's a very Michelle critique. Michelle does that on Drag Race all the time. The fake out. She was like, you know... I wasn't happy that you came out in that tonight. I was thrilled. <laughs> what if, okay, how would Ross critique her? He always does the stacks on stacks. Oh, like, yeah. It's always like uh He goes, no, Ross goes like, you know that thing when you're like shopping for a blazer? And, yes. <laughs> you know, you just can't quite get the shoulders right. I feel like so far in the competition, you've been shopping for that blazer. But today, you actually asked the salesperson for help they measured you and you found the size that worked you know what i mean and everyone's like no like no and he's like you're the blazer (laughs) he's like you're the measuring tape (laughs) you really figured it out okay eight inches uncut winner Uh, is is he only jackie beat would know because she blew him Hoso Teratoma is the winner. Okay, Hoso. Except. Which I was shocked. I was shocked and I was a little mad. No offense, Hoso. But I was like, Hoso should win. But I think Victoria should have been the winner. And then they got us with the double feature. They said Victoria also wins. Can I say something slightly controversial? Go for it. We love Do you that. think that every time Victoria comes out on this stage, they go, well, clearly this is like a 10 out of 10. But let's let's. Like I just feel like she's always at such a high level that they're they like her on a curve. Or they yeah, girl. they grade everyone else on a curve. They like drop her down and they go like, "Well, we know it's going to be incredible, so let's be a little like they they grade her but next." Do you do you think part of their grade is also like behavior backstage? Like, are you giving us bad girls club like we want? Victoria, you're also the winner! Astrid and Coco are in the top as well, but Eva is only safe. 
And then did you see the part where they both looked at Eva and pointed at her with their nails and they said, if you don't fucking figure it out, you dumb fucking cunt, you're going home next week. Or was that that just in my edit? Is that on Shutter Plus? Was that? Oh, maybe that was the weed kicking in. Um, I didn't see that. In the bottom is Kendra and Abora, unfortunately. Now tell us what happened in the cauldron. What happens in the cauldron is the Astrid show. And Mama, she's serving. She's got monologues on monologues. She should really host her own show. Astrid is smiling because she hasn't won yet. You better read. Astrid is smiling. My name is Louisiana Purses. And inside my purses, I'm going to read this script to you. She just goes into monologues about everything. She's talking about the show, her experience, her reputation, touring goals. All she's of, like, like, she wants to talk about the world. I haven't even been able to left leave the out country. Of the United States yet. Oh, yeah. I haven't left the country. And she's like, I'm safe. I'm in the top. I'm safe. I'm in the top. And then everyone's like, what? And then all of a sudden, we like get the wide shot. And Kendra and Abora, the two that are in the bottom, are just sitting at a table by themselves. And Abora, again, this is what I was confused with, makes another thing being like, why is no one focused on my feelings right now? Like, we're in the bottom, and they're all over there listening and telling their own little stories. Which, if the tables were turned... I would have been clapping and my Abor- hands. Well, no, if the tables were turned and Abora was deemed safe on a week when she thought she did really well, she would be over there going, oh, I'm safe. I can't do anything, right? Blah, blah, blah. She'd be taking all the air out of the room and whoever was in the bottom would have to deal with it. You that. know, I just don't know if Abora would do that. Why is everyone apologizing for her? I just don't think that that's really her style. <laughs> We've seen her do it. When? Like all the time. I don't know. I, you know, as an Abora apologist and fan and possible lover. Was she on your season? No, she was the season after me. Hmm. So then everyone goes around the room and they're like, who's going home? Is it Kendra or Abora? Kendra or Abora? Astrid says some pretty harsh comments to Abora about her artistry and her ego and her self confidence. She's after basically just like talking for 45 minutes straight. She's like, you think you can get away with a lot because you think there's going to be this safety net of everyone just falling to their knees around you. Does Astrid like Abora or not? Girl, I cannot tell. And why now we're sitting here talking her, to her. Now she's shit talking her and now we're stuck in the drama. They got us, I feel us, like I'm, I'm stuck in a vortex. A vortex. And so what does Abora do? She's fucking pissed that everyone speaks their feelings and says... Things that she would absolutely say to them if the tables were turned. And she goes, you all are fucking cunts. You better hope I get go, don't go through those. Or you better hope I do go through those trap doors so I don't have to deal with me next week. The moment Wouldn't you she- react like that if everyone was turned on you all of a sudden? I see nothing wrong with that response. In all fact, I'm saying- I feel like it was the most authentic anyone's ever been. <laughs> Ever in the history of the world. I I think the moment she said that, she sealed her fate to come back another week. You fucking cunts. The producers were like, oh, she's not going. You don't anywhere. think that they, it was already thought out to kick it, to send Kendra home? Who knows? Um. So then Kendra and Abora send the staircase. Who gets dropped? Poor Ken, Kendra. Annie. Kendra. Kendra. <laughs> Abora, you have been spared. Goodbye, now, so what? Ugly. Does Abora go home to her home in L.A.? I don't know. I should ask. I assume she's allowed to go home and just not talk about this to anybody. Like, keep it in an NDA. Go home. Work on your other stuff. Um... Because it's also like if she can work on her stuff at home and the other girls can bring all their stuff with them and work on it at the hotel or the house, it's still pretty fair. They all still have like the ability to go buy stuff. Yeah. They're just not supposed to leave the house and maybe um, secretly buy bus passes and go for rides around LA on the bus. Excuse? Who did it? What happened? Who do you think did it? It was. No, it was this. It was last season, I believe. Mary Cherry. No, she, thank she you so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. Or sorry, 
Spooky seconds. Goodbye, Fugly. Well, listen, we made it to the end of the week. There, there are, what is it? Seven? Seven? Eight, nine, nine? ten. Three episodes. No one went home. There's eight left. There were ten to begin with? Yeah, because then at the end of the other episode, I said there's nine now again. <laughs> right. So there are eight. 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 Count them. One, uh, 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 two. two. Okay, whatever. There are eight Titans remaining. We will continue with our Spooky Seconds Titans review. Um, maybe we'll get a guest. Who knows? We'll see what happens. I wonder if any of the dolls are allowed to talk to us. We haven't tried yet. Oh, yeah. Last year we tried, and they all said no. Kendra. Let's try Kendra. We'll see. She just Kenny. Kend- Kendra. Kendra. Ah, they goodbye. don't scream when they fall either or they're not mic okay goodbye to listen to sloppy seconds one day early ad free and to watch our full video episodes sign up for mom plus at mompodcast.plus sloppy seconds is produced by moguls of media aka mom hosted by big dipper and meatball editing and sound design by william pitts executive produced by willem belli alaska thunderfuck big dipper and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.